What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Listen to me. Because I really don't care no more about what anybody thinks. Because if we're going to go down this road and make a covenant, we can't make another covenant with death. You said, Tavis, what is that word about promise? What the, Barbara Jordan, what the American people want is simple. They want an America as good as it promised. Well, America is no good at all. If you have made a promise that you don't keep, what are you? You are a liar. Did they promise the Native Americans? Did they write it in treaties? Did they fulfill it? Did they promise us 40 acres and a mule? Did they fulfill it? Brown versus the Board of Education. 50 years later, where's the promise? Is it fulfilled or are we still in segregated schools? The right to vote. You got it, but the minute they gave it to you, they were finding ways to take it back from you. Can't you open your eyes and see the house is burning? We are dying every day, and we're in a hell of a condition because we've made a covenant with a government that is death itself, with a people that have lied to us, deceived us, and murdered us, and rubs us good on one side and kicks us in the behind on the other. You are a deceived people. If you don't have the testicular fortitude, to say what needs to be said, then sit down and stop trying to say you speak for our people and the hurt of the poor. Now I close. Excuse me. I think I'm getting excited. I applaud this covenant. But it demonstrates our impotence. Because in many of the chapters, it keeps going back to not only what we do, but really, we start looking to the same liar that has continued to promise, but never fulfilled. And that's why God said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. So don't look to them. Look to God. Look to yourself. Break your covenant with hell and death and make a covenant with black America and let's help implement a road map that will free us and the whites that will be freed can be freed by this. 
the Mexicans, the Hispanics can be freed by this road map. We are a universal people. But those at the top, they're on their way to hell. And if I got any power, I want to push them into hell as fast as I can. Good evening. Good evening, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You may not like his politics, but he speaks the truth. I don't care too much for his religious beliefs, but he speaks the truth. We are in the throes of a change, not just a change in we as a people, a change in our democracy, a change in what we've called a way of life, however sinister they're trying to move it to an alt-right, bigoted, neo-Nazi, nationalism. America first unless you run the company. America first unless it affects your bottom line. Made in America unless they're making your products. Gaslighting. The nation is being gaslighted by a traitor. And unless and until we as a people in America, we as a nation, unless we can push back and fight back, this mob boss, this Russian puppet is going to squeeze the democracy out of this country. He is already destroying, literally destroying the way of life for millions of Americans. We want to somehow... kneel, squat, stoop to the narrative that the corporate media pundits are pushing. They push the narrative of you can't be just against Donald Trump. Why not? They were just against Barack Obama. Not for anything that he did or accomplished. Not for pulling the country out of the dark age. The Meltdown, saving the auto issue, none of that. None of that. All they were were against Obama. He can't be trusted. Who can't be trusted any more than this orange clown in the White House? Who can't be trusted more than this three, four, five-time adulterer? Who can't be trusted more than this grifting con man? who has fooled enough stupid people in this country, people whose stupidity is leveraged by their bigotry and racism. Oh, you can say, I'm not a bigot, I'm not a racist, but look at the Republican Party today. Pro-Russia, they are in bed with Russia. Look at the NRA. And this seems to have eluded Democrats. The NRA is in bed with Russia. 
They've taken Russian money to help Donald Trump become president. They contributed $30 million. How much of that was foreign money? And where are the Democratic voices? Where are they? The narratives are too obvious, too plentiful. The narratives are right there. Are Russian affiliates. You know, one of the things that I was able to, <laughs> one of the things that struck me as funny, especially about uh, these people in this country, especially African Americans and their religion. Religion is what keeps the poor from murdering the rich. Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> and that struck me as very interesting. That struck me as true. Why would you accept the Bible of your oppressor? Think. Just think. There seems to be a disconnect with thought. We seem to have been indoctrinated by the white supremacist logic of our ancestors. Our ancestors were fully indoctrinated and through our upbringing as we trusted them we also became indoctrinated until black people, young black people struck out and began to learn things on their own. And now they're finding out that the nightmare is real. They're finding out that not only have we been miseducated, but we've been purposely miseducated. We've been laid down. How do they say? We were laid into a burning building. We were, we were laid into a burning building simply because we were simply lazy and unwilling to seek our own history, to know our own history. The only thing that separates us from a vanquished third world country, and I'm talking about our community in general, is the fact that we have so many outlets to to get more information from. That's why you have the end of net neutrality. That's why you have the not to uh, not to believe what you're believing. The Russian troll farms. You remember the the phrase "gooks in the wire." That means that mean that meant that the the Viet Cong had infiltrated your perimeter. Now we have Russians in the wire. The Russians have fully, fully infiltrated this country our politics, our social media, our finances, our finances in the media. And this has to come to an end. This has to be a simple, let's call it creed. And we have to continue to do it until we, as a people, can come to understand 
I've got some little maintenance to do here, and I want to leave you. So crazy is is when I hear people, uh, you know, uh, particularly in the morning shows of MSNBC, you know, Stephanie Rule and these other folks talking about, uh, you know, the far left, you got to worry about the far left. The Democratic Party, had, you know, if, they, if the far left takes over, there's going to be a big problem. Look at the polls, right? This is a poll that was conducted uh, in 2016 by GBA Strategies on behalf of the Progressive Change Institute. It's a serious, solid poll by a reputable polling company. These are positions that Stephanie Rule and, and many of the others on, the, on, on MSNBC, and, and I, I have great admiration for her as a reporter and as a, uh, as a, you know, a former uh, financial person. I mean, you know, she's, she's great, but she's wrong on this, you know, talking about the, the far left in the Democratic Party. These are your far left positions and how much support they have in the United States, which would indicate that they're actually centrist positions, not far left positions. Do you want to allow the government to negotiate drug prices? Seventy nine percent of Americans say yes. Should students get the same low interest rates as big banks? In other words, student loans at one percent or two percent instead of seven or nine percent. Seventy eight percent of Americans say yes. Should we have universal free pre-kindergarten? Seventy seven percent of Americans say yes. Should we have fair trade that protects workers, the environment and jobs rather than the so-called free trade? Seventy five percent of Americans say yes. This is of all parties. Right. Should we end tax loopholes for corporations that ship jobs overseas? By the way, those loopholes were just expanded with the Republican tax scam. Should we end those loopholes? 74% of Americans say yes. Should we end gerrymandering? 73% of Americans say yes. Should we allow Medicare for all? Single-payer health care in the United States. Now, again, you know, the morning shows on MSNBC would characterize that as an extreme left position. Seventy-one percent of Americans say yes. By the way, every other developed country in the world has already done this. It's not rocket science. Should we disclose corporate spending on politics and lobbying? Transparency. Seventy-one percent of Americans say yes. Should the NSA be required to get warrants before they spy on us? Seventy-one percent say yes. Should we spend $400 billion a year, a modest sum, on infrastructure projects? Right. I mean, this is this is Bernie Sanders. Seventy one percent of Americans say yes. Should we have debt free college at all public universities? Seventy one percent of Americans say yes. Stephanie and others. This is not the far left. This is the center of America. Should we expand Social Security benefits? Seventy percent of Americans say yes. Should we have a full employment act? Should the government be the employer of last resort, as Franklin Roosevelt was the last president to do with the WPA and the CCC when, when capitalism fails, like it did in 2008, and hundreds of the millions of people are thrown out of work, 700,000 people a month for month after month for year? Should the government step in and say, if you can't find a job, we will create a job for you? 70% of Americans say yes. Should we retrain coal miners and oil workers for clean energy jobs? In other words, should we be promoting clean energy? Wins. So 70% of Americans say yes. Should we end tax deductions for fines that Wall Street bankers pay when they rip us off? Did you know that, that they can deduct that, the fines that they pay? 70% of Americans say yes, of course. This is just common sense. These are all, you know, should, the, should we have transparency in trade negotiations? 66% of Americans say yes. Should tipped workers get the full uh, full minimum wage? 64% of Americans say yes. Should we eliminate the electoral college? 65% of Americans say yes. Should
Should community college be free nationwide? 63% of Americans say yes. Should all corporate political spending be required to be approved by shareholders? 66% of Americans say yes. Should you require a special prosecutor in every case that a police officer kills someone? 61% of Americans say yes. Should we guarantee net neutrality? Now, keep in mind, this was two years ago this study was done. The support for net neutrality has gone up since then, because back then, most people didn't even know what it was. 61% of Americans say yes, guarantee net neutrality. These are not far-left positions. This is the center of America. Now, I'll pose you a question. What the hell is the far left? And from the list that you just heard, from that same list that you just heard, these are the things that Democrats have pushed. And I said Democrats and People want to show up or call me and talk about the fault line with the Democrats, the fault with the Democrats. I do not disagree that there are major faults with the Democratic Party. But if there is a party that's pushing these ideas, why would you search for a third party? Why would you capitulate to the noise? that puts you at odds with what you believe in. The Democratic Party, the liberals, the progressives, the entire list that you just heard is what keeps the Democratic Party rolling because we have the ideas, they have the BS. And when you get right down to it, When you find enough people who realize that the Republican ideology, not just the Republican Party, the Republican ideology, is there, they said by hook or crook, these boys are there by crook. And they've hooked us into a situation where we have fallen for the minority view. And the minority view is bolstered by a corporate media. You hear Donald Trump yell and scream about fake news, fake news, fake news. That is projection. That is a modus operandi of admit nothing, deny everything, and accuse everyone of what you're guilty of. And that's the bottom line there. 929-477-2867. Bend my ear. Ring me up if you have a disagreement with that. A poll is a poll. The polls that were recited were the average. And that's what Democrats should stop these pundits, these talk show hosts from asking the questions or making the narrative that liberals have to be for something. Liberals have been for something since there was something to be for. You can't sit around and simply say and accept the narrative that the people like 
Chris Matthews, Chuck Todd, and all of those corporate Trojan horses are pushing because where they are is not where Democrats want to be. And to accept the narrative, if you pay attention to the interviews with the Democrat and the interviews with the Republican, you will come to see that Democrats listen to a question and answer a question. Republicans listen to a question and start with a talking point mouth diarrhea of bovine. And then they go to equine. And then they go to canine. That's bullshit, horseshit, and dog shit. And they never answer a question. And until Democrats can change the narrative, until Democrats can not stop their messaging, Uncover their messaging as nothing but propaganda. We've had a a special election, a special election in where was it? <laughs> Arizona, Arizona eight. The Democrats came up short by five points, or the way it comes out now, it's less than five points. It's about four, four 4.6 or something like that, whatever. It's under 9,000 votes. Under 9,000 votes. Now think about this. The paper reports that 60,000 ID cards had been sent. You know, ID, you, have, you need a voter ID card to vote. 60,000 ID cards had been sent, mailed to people who recently registered or changed their registration, while 140,000 voter ID cards had not been sent. Adrian Fonts, the county recorder who oversees elections in Maricopa County, Maricopa County, that's the county with Joe Arpiro, disgraced sheriff, felon. They told Think Progress on Monday that he's not concerned with what sees what he sees as a little heat cup in printing. Now, a hundred and forty thousand people were disenfranchised. Where is the Democratic Party? And why why didn't they go to court to halt the certification of that election? To halt the certification of that election flat out. The Democratic Party needs to be challenged on this one. And be challenged on this one and somebody needs to be held to account. 40,000 voters disenfranchised, and you say nothing. And you only lost by, what, under 9,000. So that's a missed opportunity there because, and, and to be, you know, in full disclosure, to be honest, to be honest about the whole thing, 
that is simply minor. That's a minor kick because that same seat will be up in November. They'll have to go back to the polls and that same seat will be up for a vote in November because it was a special election for a, another disgraced Republican on some kind of, what was his name, uh, Trent, somebody, Trent, some sex, uh, sexual uh, whatever, some kind of sex charges or sex whatever, man, whatever. And it'll be up again in November. But 140,000 people not receiving voter ID cards, newly registered. To me, it's a big effing deal. It's a big effing deal. I've been gone for three weeks, maybe longer. Who's counting? I'm counting because there's so much that has happened in three weeks that um, I can't get my head around it. I can't get my head around the fact that in the last three weeks, we've gone from pundits on television and hosts on television going, we don't know yet. We don't know. How the hell we don't know yet. And we've known since it started. Donald Trump Jr. and the Russian lawyer who now admits after lying to our um, Congressional Intelligence Committee that she was a lawyer and she didn't work for the Kremlin until emails were found and she was basically trapped in an interview where she admitted she's a Russian informant. Now, There, there was there was a joke that I failed to capture, and I'm going to try to remember this joke, and it goes something like this. Um, a grifter. How did they? How did there were three of them? A grifter. And uh, there were three people walked into the, uh, to a bar. And he's speaking of Manafort, um, Jared Kushner, and Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> three men walked into a bar. And the bartender said, oh, you're here to talk about adoptions? And that's what the meeting at Trump Tower with Trump on the next floor. Now, after this meeting, they have information that Donald Trump Jr. called a block number. President Trump has a block number, and he was right upstairs. So as the walls close in, the mere fact that you have three people who went to get dirt on your opponent from a foreign entity is nothing short of treason. It's nothing short of against the law. 
and it cheapens our democracy and it weakens us as a nation. And everyone involved in that treasonous meeting should be prosecuted with extreme prejudice. Because what they did was against the law. It has nothing to do with their personality, nothing to do with them personally, but what they did was against the law. This woman has fessed up that she is a Russian informant. Nothing moves or rolls unless it moves and rolls against the Kremlin with the knowledge of uh, Putin. So you have to really keep that in mind. You have to be able to sort this kind of crap out. And don't listen to the pundits. That's one thing that has to happen November. You have to have your mind made up now because they will be trying to influence you, change your mind with the troll farm of lies and innuendo. I didn't get an opportunity to um, to watch uh, Morning Joy because they're after Joy Reid now with, um, with a blog posting that she did over 10 years ago. Um, and she said something... Um, negative about the LGBTQ community. And not the LGBTQ community. She said something about this particular uh, famous person where they were questioning his sexual preference. And um, what uh, Joy Reid was able to show was that uh, her site had been hacked because the the blog that was posted, she admits that she wrote part of it, but she says there are things that were added in there that she didn't write. And they've, the, the uh, tip-off that it was hacked was because there were no comments following her post. And she knows that there were comments. But there have been other posts that have been attributed to her from that same time, and none of them have comments. So no one commented on it, but they're screaming for her to step down. So if you get to that point, and she came on and she said, she owns what she wrote, and she apologized. Good enough. Good enough. And I hope she ignores the calls for her to step down or quit or whatever. And, says, and, and, tell, and, and simply make the statement, I'll step down when the president steps down, or I'll step down when the governor of Missouri, who's facing two different indictments for the obvious. Anytime 
if there was ever an opportunity for Captain Obvious to show up, it's for that governor in Missouri who's just saying to the American people, F off. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. I don't care. I'm the governor, and I'm going to remain governor. Now, impeach me if you can. And that's their approach. This is why taking that soft glove approach never works, because these people don't give a damn. They don't care what you say. They don't care what you think. They simply don't give a damn. The mere fact that Jerry Reed and NBC in their investigation called in a forensic uh, network scientist to divulge the hat She basically stood up and said, I'm not going anywhere. And MSNBC is not thinking of changing her. She's the number one show that day, Saturday and Sunday. She's the number one show on the air because she gets after the truth and the honesty of this entire ball of confusion that Republicans seem to be so willing and capable of creating. If you believe what you are told, then you're going to have a problem with what is true. I can't call it for you. Call it for yourself. And if you think that that matters as much, and I I still can't remember who she was supposed to have slighted, this famous person, but uh, they were questioning his sexuality. Um, I can't tell you how many gay jokes I've said, I've mentioned or I've Uh, spoken about but um, I have no animosity no ill will for people in that community matter of fact it's always a non-issue for me I don't give a damn but they need to kind of clean that up they need to get get to the bottom of that and uh, Expose that, and I believe that the investigation is being posted because they also called the police, <laughs> or not just the police, they called the FBI. Because what you have here is the ability of people trying to get into that corner, into that box. And why is someone trying to call me now? Uh, I thought it was. Well, I guess for the last three weeks I haven't been on the air, so why should they know? I'll give them a pass this time. And I'll simply say uh, to a better. Okay, so (laughs) that was my daughter-in-law, and I had to holler down. So 
I muted it for a second. The damage that is being done to this country with this clown. Now, some Republican is going to put Donald Trump up for a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, Nobel Committee, do what you should do and, and toss that application aside and um, put it in one of the urinals in the men's room and uh, allow the public to be the judge of that. The Koreas seem to have uh, seem to have formulated some type of kumbaya moment, but I'll tell you like this, and I'll say it today because I believe it today. North Korea is up to no good. The man with the funny haircut is up to no good. And how does a president call Ung Rocket Man one week, and then two weeks later he calls him an honorable man? He's an Ung is an honorable man. I don't get that. I really don't get that. Nine two nine four seven seven two eight six seven is the number I can be reached. We are in the throes of utter confusion. Utter confusion. And since I've moved to Fridays, this is beginning to be just a little more difficult for me to find breakouts. <laughs> breakouts amongst anything else that I that I search for and uh, I have to be very careful about um, what I'm looking for and what I'm doing. Because it seems to be a minefield, literally a minefield here for me. Be right. No matter what, know your values. No matter what, know you matter. The I Declare Show, home of Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare Show is where we deal with the difficult, real raw, right now. The I Declare Show, Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare. The I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. I'm Janice Graham, and I declare it's real, raw, and right now, the I Declare Show with India Declare. Truth Works Network. Truth Works. Truth Works Network Talk Radio. It's the Black Voice Collaborative, right here on Blog Talk Radio.
I'm Janice Grant. This is our phone. It would be my honor if you would join TruthWorks Network. I believe in truth. It's a life of hustle and survival. I remember when my, my ninth grade teacher asked me, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? And see, I have to fight the Harlem Crip 30s every day to get home from school, so I looked at her and said a lie. I took an English class. I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story is good. Don't feel sorry for me. I got seven under my belt. And then the same year my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus, I knew I, I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. He obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a death job. So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, set through, rolled through, cried through, prayed through, everything is a setup for your next best season. And the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you will lead us. Your light belongs to everyone who will be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, yes. And every time you cross someone's path and they can't handle your light, you know those people that they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you you're kind of strange. You know those people, dream snatchers, vision busters. Don't be mad at them. They can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them. Love them. Because they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that your 70 watts, your 70 watts has to be turned way up. Because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light. You might have shrunk a little bit. You might have tempered it down a little bit. But after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, as your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people and they're going to tell you your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. Start caring 
son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a gun. <laughs> you thought I was gonna say a son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, India declares show Friday nights, 8 o'clock Central Time. It's the I Declare show here at Blog Talk Radio. Um, they had a very interesting program last night, and it basically covered where we are now. We've gone from driving while black to walking while black. Now we've gone to sitting and waiting for your party to arrive at the coffee shop while black. We've gone to working out in the gym with a full membership while black. We've gone to going to a Waffle House while black. And at every turn, there is a Caucasian individual who seems to be really nervous. People are entered their environment. So I know what. I'll call the police on them. Maybe they'll shoot this black man dead. Maybe they'll shoot this black woman dead. And that's basically where we are. And I don't wish ill on policemen, but everybody wants to talk about a good cop. There are good cops out there. Where are they? The good cops suffer from cervical syndrome. The good cops suffer from blue bully. It's us against them. The police force needs to be in a better position to vet who they're bringing in. You're a war veteran and you're coming over from Iraq or Afghanistan, you need a psychological review. If you are suffering from the we are trained to kill and we will kill, you can't be a police officer. Your job should be to de-escalate. You can't de-escalate an unarmed person with a hail of bullets. That's not de-escalating. That's murder. That's murder. And it continues. You can't chase a man that you believe has been breaking into cars into a dark backyard and then shoot 20 times and hit him in the back eight times and all he has is a cell phone and you feared for your life. That's murder. And I'll say this and I'll continue to say this. They are getting away with murder and they'll only get away as long as we allow it. As long as we allow them to get away with it, there has to be the justice. And when that fails, there has to be street justice. When you have a judge and you have a prosecutor 
who are the, the prosecutor wants to become a judge. But if you prosecute law enforcement, you won't. And when we speak about checking law enforcement, why do we have to be anti-police? And a president who has been anti our intelligence community, meaning the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, things just don't fit. This is beyond a jigsaw puzzle. This is jigsaw effed up. This is beyond logic. How many black people will be murdered before they radicalize an entire race in this nation? And they won't be satisfied until there are bombs going off in public squares. They won't be satisfied until there are people who have had enough. People like the guy in Dallas who shot and killed five police officers who they have film of as he was walking and stalking like a military man because he had been trained by our military. Then there was a big upheaval, and the murders slowed down. They didn't stop. They slowed way down, and then they began to pick up again. They filled they feel like they are emboldened. They have a right to shoot and murder black people as if white people aren't your big problem. I don't see any black people walking into Waffle Houses shooting them up. I don't see black people sitting in a tall building firing down on an unarmed crowd. The demons in our society are black men and black people. I can't tell you how many brutal actions I've seen police officers put on black people that they've come into contact with. We have got to take a stand. We have got to take a stand. We cannot continue to accept this as some type of norm. We cannot continue to accept this as a a particular way of civility. If we accept this as a civility normal, there will be more of us dying. And it won't come to an end until we begin to convict these police officers or we begin to shoot back or shoot first. The last thing I want to do is advocate violence against Authorities, let's face it, the truth is the truth whenever you accept it. 929-477-2867. If you are inclined to 
speak with me on any of these topics, on any of these subjects, or will we just be ranting and speaking to you? Period. I'll say this, and I played this once before. It was about three weeks ago. But the more we learn about Russia, the more this applies. And I'll ask people, and I have to ask you, and I'll always ask you, and I'll continue to ask you, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, who would you prefer to be president now? Or that that, that, that real close by a hair runner-up? Jill Steins. I say that with a great deal of sarcasm. A third party has never won a damn thing. And if political reality doesn't open your eyes to see that you must engage these so-called Democrats and drag them, kicking and screaming as far left as you possibly can. Because the people that are described as the far left are simply the central. They are the people that the majority of Americans agree with. They want affordable health care, if not health care for all. They want an end to these assault rifles. They want an end to this chaos. Don't believe me? You don't have to. I care not at this point. <laughs> oh no you didn't In my chat room Janice has a joke My joke of the night What's the difference between Trump's doctor And his lawyer Alright I'm waiting on the punchline here But uh, I'm wondering is that, going, is that going to be possible <laughs> What's the difference between Trump's doctor And his lawyer now, you, you can't be talking about Cohen because he only did a teeny, 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 tiny worth of business for Donald Trump. You talking about Rudy? Rudy Giuliani? Rudy? And in each and every turn, you could... I've got the joke police coming to your house. In the chat room, Janice says, my joke of the night, what's the difference between Trump's doctor and his lawyer? One drinks a fifth, the other takes a fifth. Oh, I don't have carnival music to play behind that joke, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy it. I've enjoyed it. Good joke. Good joke anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 929-477-2867 if you need to chime in, you want to chime in, you disagree with what I say, or you might even have something very, very interesting to add. Um, however offensive, however you want to craft it, um, have a shot at it. New rule. <laughs> 
New rule. Call it like it is. Tell me what you think. Just pick up the phone and don't call me with anything on You are physically repulsive, intellectually (laughs) retarded, you're morally reprehensible, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. You're not even interesting enough to make me sick. Other ways, inconceivable. 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 You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. And at the top of the hour, we head into hour two of tonight's show. I can only tell you this. Something has to be done when I come back on the other side. I will attempt, <laughs> try to articulate to you Another one of the wheels are off the cart. The wheels are coming off the country with a story about Donald Trump's Justice Department hiding, shielding the Russian money laundering scheme that Donald Trump is neck-high he is next up to his chin in this type of corruption. So, pause for the calls, and we can uh, pick it up when I come back.
617, are you there? I am here. Also, good evening. It's so good to have you back on TruthWorks Network. The gypsy man. Dennis, what's happened to your phone here? I, 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 you oh, lost down there for a minute, and I, I thought maybe it was my phone that knocked you out or something, so I hung up and I called back. But we're not going to mm, talk about the technology <laughs> at this point. I I know what happened. Oh. You put yourself on mute, <laughs> and you forgot to come back and off and take it off. <laughs> and take the mute so off. We're not, Yes, that's right. You you got me. You 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 got me. You got me because I was asking. I know. I was asking for you and you didn't respond. When I didn't hear when I didn't hear you on the phone, I knew I knew exactly what you had done. But Alpha, this is what I called you. You're moving pretty fast tonight. Um, and again, I'm really glad to to hear you back on the air. Um, because you know you're sitting in sacred time, right? <laughs> in, in borrowed time, here, here, or better yet, in stolen time. Here is here here are some things that have struck me um, intensely this week that I wanted to throw out and maybe have in in the second hour some discussion about it. Uh, on the passing of. Dr. James Cone, uh, who uh, is just a revolutionary thinker of our time, who made his transition today, it is especially pressing to me. Dr. Cone was a big friend of our common ground for many years when we first started. Because, you know, when we first started, Black thinkers really didn't have a lot of places to go. So I have talked to and had as guests and have been honored to call our common ground voices many of the great thinkers of our time, and he was one of them. He was also the pastor of my aunt in New York City, uh, which helped, and I knew him personally. But... In thinking about his transition and thinking about the body of work that he left for us, and I'm really thinking about uh, doing a online um, a broadcast, a tribute to him um, next week. But don't hold me to it. Um, I, I really would like to do that because I have used his words and his work. So much in my own development, in my broadcast for years and years. But this is what is pressing me now. Most of us can look back and we can say that the movements, the civil rights movement and the black power movement that came right on its crest, uh, and this week we celebrated uh, the 50th anniversary of the Fair Housing Act, which came three years after the passing of the um, landmark Civil Rights Act. And um, 
I think that we have to go back and look at that one of the things that held those movements together and the spirit of those movements for so many years was the resilience. Alpha, I can hear people in the background. You have people in your studio? Um, was that they were movements of resilience because they were built on something in the very beginning of the civil rights movement. It was built on the notion of black people not being brutalized, of black people claiming their agency as citizens and builders of this country. It was built on the recognition, acknowledgement, and discovery of ourselves as African people. In the black power movement, it was on service, service to people who needed us, who needed us for their survival. That is what the topography program was all about because the topography program when I was in the Black Panther uh, Party which was my area of expertise um, it was around the surveillance of the, the surveillance of police activity especially in the Boston area where there was a concern that the city of Boston was going to be building tunnels underneath what we knew the traditional black community and the ghettos in order to be able to move military equipment and police um, campaigns through the community. The breakfast program was around making sure that children and families had something to eat. It was also supplemented by people who were in planning, urban planning. There were in the and this was the Black Panther Party. But the whole the reason that I'm saying all this and going through that uh very superficial history is because it created a resilience in our people. And you always hear me, Alpha, and you and I have talked about this, you always hear me talking about our favoritism towards stuff that 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 glitters. Favoritism toward activity, events, and concepts that have been affirmed by the the white people and not the global majority. I like that term. Uh, that's a term that Karen Hunter uses a lot. She says that black and brown people are the global majority. But we have a propensity to want things that glitter i uh and 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 in in having that propensity we move from one thing to the next thing to the next thing 
to the next thing. You know, now it's the big thing is talking about um, the 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 racial wealth gap and the jobs guarantee. And I mean, Sandy Darity and I have been very good friends since our days at MIT. He and I were at MIT at the same time. And 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 he was before we even came to Blog Talk Radio, he had been a frequent guest on our common ground at US Talk Network as well as when we first came to Blog Talk Radio and we've been talking about that. And one of the things that I fear is that people keep hopping from one thing to the other before we can resolve one 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 pool of issues and problems. Everybody's gone over here. We move from one incident. Uh, <clears throat> one one week or two weeks, we were intensely involved and concerned about the murder of uh, Mike Brown, and then we move to something else and then we move to somebody else and and even though all, there were uh similar and and like threads in all of those issues we didn't seem to um, to be able to pull it together so that it became an infrastructure of both pro- protest and correction Um, we now have a government that has been totally dismantled. It's it's not serving the people uh, in any way. I heard you earlier talking about um, the statistics about who uh, wants to, how many people want to do specific things, and the government... The Congress, the pol- the political network, is never going to acknowledge or to agree about or implement what the people's the people's choice uh, or preferences in terms of public policy. Alpha, I keep hearing something. Am I listening to two phones? So, um, uh, I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. So I just wanted to talk about this whole. Yeah. I I just wanted to talk about this whole notion of we need to be talking about resilience and how resilient we are. You know, we went through the Black Lives Matter thing, and everybody was hollering Black Lives Matter. A couple of weeks ago, everybody was hollering Wakanda forever. then they were talking about every it, it's almost like every two weeks we move to something else the the other we is are, about we are guided somewhere else <laughs> we are literally guided but, but, somewhere but else the thing because is, we don't have that is, resilience as you said the thing it's the movement doesn't have the resilience it, because it doesn't have a foundation under it, which is why we can move so quickly, which is why it becomes uh, less and less apparent in terms of the urgency. 
So I think we need to concentrate on how we build that resilience. It is not by mistake that Malcolm X, uh, Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King, and some of the pioneers, Bobby Seale, Kwame Ture, it is not by mistake that we remember what they did because we can hold in our hand what they did. Uh, Malcolm was the first key black power, black empowerment leader to bring together a global diverse, diverse organization. We forget about that. And they were enduring. And somehow what we are doing now is not enduring. We don't have an infrastructure to fight back at Ben Carson with his 17% rent increase for people who receive housing subsidies in this country. We don't. Well, we don't have you're right. we don't an infrastructure. We don't have an infrastructure to fight it. Exactly. We don't have and I wanna I wanna to go Otis reality. said something in your chat room. Otis said something in your chat room. Otis said the only thing left is to burn it down. And I don't think he means going out with torches, et cetera, et cetera. I think that he under that that he has an understanding that we have to um we have to dismantle those things that are not working for us. We have people running around in this country telling black people, "Oh, it's all about local politics." But you know what? Education is dictated by the federal government. Housing and urban development is dictated by the Federal government. We can't change. We will not. We don't have control of that. Exactly. We don't have control. We don't have. We don't have an infrastructure. If if Sandy Darity and uh, Dr. Sandy Darity and Dr. Derek Hamilton have a blueprint, they had to hand it over to Bernie Sanders and Cory Booker. I wouldn't trust to throw I wouldn't trust him well just say I don't trust him because they're going to water it down to make it malleable to make it tasteful and that is not the work of Sandy Darity and Derek Hamilton and they will be lost in it all. And I blame some people. I blame some people, and and I don't want to call anybody out, but I am damn sick of the black left continuing to have a singular focus on doing nothing but lamb-blasting black people. Build a, a fucking infrastructure. How about that? Build a fucking 
media that we can depend on. How about that? you got millions of people listening to um, Negro Awareness talk radio every goddamn day. That includes me. I listen to it, too. And I listen to it, and I almost weep. Because there was a time, and, and, and the thing is, we keep honoring the people that keep destroying us. The reason that we don't have community black talk radio in this country where black people were able to organize, to understand the issues in the places where they live is because of one woman. One woman. She sold off the shit. The white folks bought it, and now it's nothing. And black people have to pay thirty dollars a month to listen to national talk radio, unless they come and listen to the the Alpha show. But you know, you shouldn't have never gotten me started. I, I guess I shouldn't have called because I am just so fed up. You know, and I I think it's. I look around, and I want people to understand that I'm not a hateful person and I'm not a revengeful person or anything like that, but I have been at this since I was 13 years old. And where am I? My You're peers doing the same from, thing that you always do. My peers do. from MIT make an average of $600,000 a year. That's the average of the class that I graduated with. But I chose the path to do something different. And I'm in the same place I was when I was 13. And you got Cory Booker running around talking about black people uh, didn't go vote, and that's why Donald Trump is the president. Where he get that bullshit from? But anyway, <laughs> I just—I—I I, I, <laughs> I, I just—I mean, I am—I am so annoyed that we have a president who doesn't know that Space X, Space Ten. Is not NASA. He announced tonight at a rally, um, just um, pushing and and saying NASA, NASA, NASA because of Space Ten. Space Ten is not NASA. I, I mean, I just where, well, what, do where want, what do you want out of him? What do you want, I want out him of to him? Go the fuck away. You know, he, <laughs> too late, too late. We've we had too many people who said Hillary was a crook, and he told you Hillary was a crook, and people believe Hillary. Look, I was for Bernie Sanders all the way, and that was tenable. That was almost untenable. He was a better candidate than Hillary Clinton to me, but once. She became the nominee. I don't know how many times did I scream political reality to all of the people who were never the never Hillary people. How many times did I scream 
what I was voting for. I wasn't voting for Hillary. I knew that the things that I was voting for would be in place if Hillary were president. Now Donald Trump is president, and they're all gone. Let me take you out of – there's a very good article. I think it's in um, The Atlantic today that talks about the myth of the Trump world. But anyway, but let me take you to another place. Since, um, oh, my God, I can't think of the young brother's name in Baltimore that was murdered by the police. Um, But anyway, have you heard Elijah Cummins talk about uh, what's going on in Baltimore? I heard you talking about the Freddie police. Gray. Thank you, Otis. Uh, and and here here's the deal. We keep tolerating these people. Cory Booker's not fooling me. He's trying to pull out so that he can be a shining star so that he thinks he can be president. They ain't letting no black man be president no time soon. So I'm just going to – Otis wants to get in – And I just wanted to say that we've got, I will keep beating this drum until we have an infrastructure. We're not going to have, we, we, you know, you know my thing, keep doing what you're doing, keep getting what you're getting. And we are leaving poor people behind. Okay. Thank you, Alpha. That's right. All right, Janice. Thank you very much. Uh, Janice Graham, um, my big sister, my CEO, and the uh, CEO of TruthWorks Network, and she is the one sponsoring the Alpha Show and TruthWorks Network. And Otis, you need to press one to get your hand up. Six four six. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. Eight eight. Hey, um, how you doing, Alpha? It's Jay. Listen, first of all, BJ, what's wrong with you? Why are you on fire like that tonight using those bad words? What am I got to do? Give you some soap and water to clean out your nasty mouth? I'm, 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 I'm appalled. But you are so truthful in what you said about the rotten, dirty bastards. Well, listen, Alpha, what I just wanted to ask you was, what are you doing, Alpha? I'm hanging in there. I'm doing the best I can. I'm day-to-day, baby. How are you? That's what I I like to hear. As long as as you on the air, man, it's a beautiful beautiful thing. But, you know, all I want to do is just say this. At some point in time, the American people are going to fall more and more and more asleep than they already are. Because in all truthfulness, these American people are pathetic, man. I mean, you know, the things that they are allowing go on in this country and allow this dirtbag that's in the, the White House to get away with, it's amazing, man. And like BJ says, we don't have no organization. We don't have no infrastructure. 
We don't have nothing in place to fight these people, man. And that's kind of that's kind of sad to think about that. You know, everybody talking about voting and all this and that and that and that. And here it is. We done supposedly had to vote for over fifty some years. And what position are we in? And you know, they always want to blame us when things don't go the right way. You know, like Cory Booker, who, like BJ said, he's a he's a rotten human being, man. You know what I mean? He's just a, he's a plant. You know what I mean? He's what you call an overseer. That's all. A gatekeeper for the master. Someone to just keep us in line. Kamala Harris is the same way. All of them are just gatekeepers, man. They're not going to do anything to improve the position of everyday people, man. They're just going to try to stay in power and just dupe the public, man. You know what I mean? And the sad thing is, everyday people like me and you are getting screwed every which way we go. And, you know, if they do take over the Senate and they do take over the Congress come November, nothing's going to change, man. Nothing's going to change. And that's the tragedy of it all. Huh? Jay, how can it change with him holding? How can yeah, it that, change with I'm, him holding the veto pen? Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Is, I'm like this, okay, but it's not going to change. But without us taking the House and the Senate, or one of the two, he will continue to erode the democracy that we have been used to. Be it a bad democracy, be it a sellout democracy, be it those Democrats sold us out. Let me explain one thing to you, and this is my position. I do not take these people as on our side. I take these people as temporary occupants of an office that needs to be changed. You cannot go off the rails and say they're bad. So if Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, and I can't stand Cory Booker, and the Democrats are so bad, where are you going? Just answer me. But, but, Give but me the a reality, legitimate answer to that. The, re, the reality Forget about the realities. Where are you going? Where are you you're going? You're not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere. I, I mean, like remember when Barack so Obama not? had all of the control? Remember when he had all of the he control? Had all the and, control. What did, and what but, did he do? But he had Harry Reid. But he had Harry Reid who allowed them to obstruct. Nancy Pelosi passed 500 bills. Republicans filibustered 500 bills that would have brought jobs back, that would have brought an infrastructure no, program. No, that's not the true. The things that he that's could get done. What's no, not true? They didn't filibuster the, 500 no, no, bills? I'm going to tell you what's not true. He made the decision to go after Obamacare instead of when he first got in the office and he had control and everything in place, he should have went for the jobs bill. No, he went for Obamacare, which led to just a total disaster. He went for, if he would have done he didn't go the for Obamacare first. first. He, yes, he did. He went for the stimulus. He went for the stimulus bill first. But that wasn't and they but that wasn't him jobs. So that wasn't uh, jobs. And and it, that wasn't, and it wasn't jobs. big enough, Jay. Jay. It, it wasn't the, the jobs bill. I understand that. 
the stimulus program was to kickstart the jobs bill, and they opposed that so bad when he no, was in no, the middle no, of no. healthcare. That was to protect the banks. That was to protect the banks and to okay, put the so, banks back so it was to protect the to, banks. But, we but he needed the banks. He needed the banks to facilitate what he wanted to do down the road. No, you would have let the banks collapse. Oh, I'd have let the banks fall. I would have let the banks fall because, believe me, if the banks were to fall, something would have came in and replaced them. Capitalism wouldn't have been dead. What? Believe me, things would probably never been. Okay, but you said believe me, but you're not giving me any answers, Jay. Jay, you're not giving me any answers. You answer, said the banks the would have fallen, is, and and it would have been replaced by something. It would have been replaced by something. Do we know what would it have been replaced with? No, no. But the point of the matter is, you're in a situation now where you got a madman in control of basically everything. And all truth be told, you know what type of Real disaster are people really seeing that they're understanding. You know what I mean? He's doing things that most people don't even understand he's doing or seeing what he's doing because the information is not getting out. He's trying to make changes to all sorts of things, but, you know, the information is not getting out because the media is doing what? They talking about collusion. They're doing his business. Look, look, Jay, it's the corporate media, and you can't expect them to uh, push forward with a progressive agenda or I don't expect agenda. them to. And that's no, but they, you know what I expect. Therein lies the problem. I, I expect no, no, no. You know what I expect? I expect for black people to get their ass together and do what they're supposed to do to be able to save the people like we basically always have in this country. But like BJ just said, we don't have no black media. That was sold out. Now you may get a couple of good blog talk shows or other Internet shows, but in regards to black media, you ain't got nothing but Negro shucking and jiving. You know what I mean? I mean, how do you have somebody... As the, the the utmost authority, as one would say, on urban intellect, like Karen Hunter, a dumbass. She's a complete dumbass. You know what I mean? She talking about voting and getting people to register to vote. I asked her a simple question. What are you going to do for follow-up? She didn't have no answer to that. She just saying, well, register people. If I register people, I'll follow up with them. How do I do the follow-up? I do it with email. I may do it with a phone number. You know what I'm saying? But you got to have follow-up. This dumbass registering people and don't even have a, a, a follow-up but talking about, oh, this is what she's doing. Uh, she's a joke, man. She's a clown. And people want to listen to her? Get out of here. But, you know, hey, but it is it is what it is. But listen, I'm glad you're okay, Alpo. That's all I care about. I like hearing your voice every week when I get the opportunity. Well, and I can't, well, wait, until, you, I can't wait until BJ get back on the air so she can talk that fire. Because she was kind of hot today. I like that. You know, I like her when they get well, her age and they fight. No, no, no. I like, I, I, did you hear what I said? 
I, I, I like when they get an age and they become feisty. You know what I mean? They lose their filter. What do you, Plus, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean when they get her age? <laughs> yeah, you know, she, she, had that, she, had that, she had that retirement age, you know what I mean? And she don't give a damn no more. So now you don't know what she may say. So it's even better. It's a beautiful thing because at any given time, she may cut somebody out. And now, you know, it's it's all good. So that's when I love her, man. Yeah, she, she may come on the radio one at any night given time and start may... cutting, and cutting <laughs> folks out, man. And then if, I hope I record it. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm going to name her No Filter BJ. Have a good one now, folks. Well. <laughs> always the honor and the pleasure. All right. Talk Thanks a lot. Bye, Thank you, Jenny. Thanks for your call, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, my man from New York. I think he's still in. I think he's still in New York, and uh, he basically he, he has a definite opinion about it. And I can't, you know, all I can say, continue to say is, we have to do something more. We have to, you have to realize what's happening, what we as a people in this, and what we are falling for, because we have stood for nothing. And uh, I do believe that my Bluetooth is about to fail me. Let me go to the speaker. And let me take my next caller. And um, my next caller is 757. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. How you doing today? I'm glad you're back. Thank you, Elvis. Thank you very much. Okay, I don't. I really don't know where to start, other than to tell you, I never imagined. I never imagined when I was in Newark, I, I was about to get married, and the young lady I was going to marry was actually a, t- a teacher at, at Banneker High School, and her mother was a big wig in the the, the school district. She left that school district to go to Detroit, and you know what happened in Detroit. One of the reasons I ended up right. not marrying this young lady is because I got to listen to a lot of things, and it happened to be the same time that Cory Booker took the $100 million check from Zuckerberg. At the time, I had a big falling out with her because I, I said to her, I said, I learned when I was in the military. I, I hear some background. I hope it ain't me. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. I'm I, I, I keep hearing background noise. Okay, I keep hearing no, the background Okay, I just want to make sure it wasn't me. Well, what I'm trying to tell you is they got the $100 million check, and I was sitting in her house in, in uh, Montclair with about 30 school teachers discussing it. And I'm, I'm a business owner. I do uh, home repair, home construction. So I kept saying to them, what good does it do to get this kind of money when you don't know what's going to be done with the money? Well, it ended up, when it all came out, uh, um, they had a big meeting, and Booker actually showed up at the school board with them and had a big meeting with the teachers and told them a whole bunch of lies. What ended up happening with that money? That $100 million came with a stipulation that it would go into a, a trust-like. And the only way the people who were controlling that money could have any say in it is it started out with a limit of $10 million for matching funds. So the check came with, with conditions that weren't made public. 
what ended up happening is the groups, the the structure that uh, Cory Booker was the face of, ended up lowering the the contributions you had to make to be able to be on that board to five million dollars. So you know what ended up to happening in Newark? Nobody in Newark had five million dollars to contribute. So that meant all of the private uh, private school, I mean the, the charter school people from all over the country, run by Bessie DeVos, ended up being the ones that were on that board. So you know why the school board system in, in Newark is in disarray now, because it was a scam for privatization. Are you there? And it was a it was a scam for privatization. And it's right, so, the story you okay. just told me, Otis, the story that you just told me is a prime example of the advantages of a moneyed entity that is simply taking over the structure of what we stand for. Now, so now so you send a you send a lap send a lap dog like Cory Booker out. To propagate this, okay, when behind so I wanna, it was all of these people with the money. I want to tie this in. I had a personal experience with Bessie DeVos when I first came out of the military back in the 70s because I had people trying to recruit me into Amway. And I went to a big meeting at a convention in Tucson, uh, Tucson Convention Center, and they let people walk up to the mic and ask questions. So I asked her the question in a public forum with over 2,000 people there. How can you convince me, because they were trying to get minority people, and I come out of the Air Force being in missiles, and I asked her, how in the world can you convince me to get an Amway when every distributor's home that I've been through has Amway in their garage? How much money am I supposed to invest to become an Amway distributor? And the people booed me. Because I... I, I Pardon me? They were supposed to boo you because you were uh, straight away from the plan. You weren't supposed to ask exactly. a tough question like that. Exactly. Now, so here's my point to you. Uh, Amway survived as a pyramid scheme that bought out politicians and has become has made her her family wealthy. They own a basketball team. Her, her brother goes around, he, he created Blackwater. And my reason for telling you this kind of stuff is capital has calcified so, so much in this country until there is no way for black people to do anything except what Janice alluded to, and I actually was repeating what, uh, what Harry Belafonte said, and he brought it up in a discussion about Martin Luther King. And it's my belief that Martin Luther King and he had a private conversation where burning it down was a solution, even when Martin Luther, about a year before Martin Luther King was, was assassinated. And, and here's my point. What I see in having listened to these talk shows from a lot of different platforms, even Jay, I've, I've run across Jay on, on several different platforms, a guy from New York. What we don't do as a people, and it's been laid out easy for us, and it's the very same plan that the Heritage Foundation, uh, American Enterprise, the Cato Institute, all of them instituted the Powell Manifesto from 1971. 
they ended up being the Supreme Court justice. He laid out the very plan they used to get us Trump. Now, I'm going to throw in one other thing. I don't waste a lot of time talking about Trump because I know from my experience in the military, when you have a problem, the face of the problem is not your biggest problem. Trump would not be here if it had not been for the cooperation of Democrats like Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi and even Maxine Waters when the first two years that Obama had the ability to actually do something for people. Now, you say that he had to take that money. What people don't understand is it wasn't just the TARP money. When they found out that they didn't have enough money in TARP, banks were lent over a trillion dollars a day for almost six months. This is fact. You can go to Rolling Stone with Matt, uh, Matt Taibbi and find out a long uh, expose he did on this. Geithner, Summers, Rubin, and Paulson convinced Obama that the only way to save this country was saving the banks, and that wasn't true. The best way to save this bank, to save this country, was to forgive the loan debts and restructure the loans on the nine million people in this country who lost equity in their homes because of the banks doing illegal stuff. So I, that is what I don't forgive Obama for. Because rather than take the stance that I would do for the people, he fell in step with the people who created the problem. And he had the power to change that, and he did it. I don't disagree with anything you said. Well, I don't disagree with anything that you said. You are absolutely right on all of those counts. However, this is when, and people who know me know that I am not an Obama defender. I am simply saying this. The top program was initially rolled out in the previous administration. The uh, money that was being lent to the bank. That's no doubt. Paulson them set it up that way because he didn't have a chance, enough time okay, to execute and they, it. I don't, they, they, I don't, I don't argue you remember he came out? You remember he came out with three pages? And there was no, nothing pressed upon the banks to do the right thing. Okay, and we agree on all that. Whatever they so. wanted to, we, we, we agree so on all of that. When it got down to the part, when it got down to the part where the money was being let out the let out of the Federal Reserve to these banks for them to recover, Obama simply said, "Okay, recover, and we'll go from there." What his mistake was, was not to put some type of regulatory oversight on what the bank that was, that was, could do that with this American money. That was discussed. I'll try to go back to my, my bookmarks and find it and try to share it to you later this week. But I want, I want to stress something else, too. Janice, Janice brought up something that I've been talking to across several different platforms for the last two years. The, one of the reasons we don't we aren't making it as a people because one of the, one of the phrases one of those TV judges uses. You have to learn to stay in your lane. Uh, uh, Grace Boggs, Grace Lee Boggs, and uh, a, a guy I listen to on uh, Dr. Rogers' show talk about this all the time. Uh, Robert Taylor. We don't know how to break off in groups 
and assign responsibilities to the groups and then come together and let them share their expertise. Everybody wants to be the star, and nobody wants to be the foot soldier. Now, I sit on the ground for four years in a four-man crew nursing a Titan missile, the largest nuclear warhead this country had. He's one of the first black people to do my job, and the system had been in service for over 10 years because blacks weren't supposed to be smart enough to do the electronics and then be the backup for the facility stuff. And I, and I learned, they sent me to school, the taxpayers' money paid for it, and I learned this. You have to be able to trust experts in a certain uh, sector and then come together and get that advice from them because no one person can know it all. And you can't fight a beast of this size trying to be the one. You have to be willing to be an integral part of the whole. And our people won't do it. We let egos get in the way. I I see it even on these call-in shows when people want to debate the facts. And I'm going to tell you something that I keep on my Facebook page. Uh, I'll paraphrase it. If I got my computer open, I might be able to pull it up and give it to you exact. One, one of the main things I, I have on my Facebook page is a, a saying by a guy named Erman that, that goes back years ago. The truth takes you where the evidence leads you, even if at first you don't want to go there. Our people don't want to hear truth that does not fit their beliefs. And I've learned a hard way. Whether you believe something has nothing to do whether or not it's based in fact. When you accept the truth, then you can make some changes. As a matter of fact, uh, that, that the report that Garrity put out, they just put out, what we got wrong about the racial wealth gap, what he did is break down why we can't make it. And, and a lot of economists have said this. Since 1979, to make it, We've been sold on education and training, and all of that is good. But now what happened in this country, because people like Bessie DeVos, who had money, they've made it so you have to be in debt to get that education. When you're saddled with debt, you cannot make moral decisions because making the note usually comes first. Well, <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, now, I want to say this, too. The one saving grace I see is uh, I, doing a lot of research. A lady, Nicole Hannah-Jones, talks about why schools are still segregated. And she came right out and said it on NPR, and she talks about it in all of her, her uh, presentations. We're segregated still because white people want it that way. The other side of the coin is is because the government backs what white people want. That's why I have a problem with the CBC, because those people like Clyburn and and uh, John Lewis and even Miss Maxine Waters, as much as I like them as a uh, uh, successful black individuals, they are the ones that sit in these meetings, and rather than tell the truth, they nurse their careers. You cannot make it in this country and pull up your people if your career comes before the truth. You can't do it and we'll never make progress if we keep on thinking that applauding them is going to get us anywhere. 
The other thing I want to touch on is uh, Janice brought up another good thing talking about Booker. I personally, because I've been tracking them for two years and pushing Chuck Todd and even Joy Reid and all of them to talk to Sandy Darity and uh, Derek Hamilton. I've been doing that for over three years on Twitter alone. When they bring on people like Andy Young, who's talking about privatization, I've, I've put on Twitter accounts and been blocked by them telling them, you need to talk to some experts that have solutions. Now, here's what I'm going to say about Booker. I personally sent messages to to Darity and Hamilton telling them basically the same story I just told you, that if they're going to let Booker be the face of what they've been working on this long, I can tell them this, be in the room when the plans are made on how to lay out this job guarantee. If not, it will be nothing but another corporate takeover for money and give the illusion of helping people. And I'm I'm going to stop it there. Well, Otis, thank you very much. Thank hey, you. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I'm glad you're back. Uh, thank you very much, Otis. Appreciate it. Um, Ten minutes left in this contest. Um, I have to pause for the calls. <laughs> Because it ain't going to get no better. It ain't going to get no better. I'll be back very shortly, very shortly. And finally, New Rule Democrats must learn how to support a very important part of their coalition, other Democrats. (laughs) I know everyone is excited about Connor Lamb winning in Pennsylvania this week, but watching his TV ad is why I worry about how this party fights. My opponent wants you to believe the biggest issue in this campaign is Nancy Pelosi. It's all a big lie. I've already said on the front page of the newspaper that I don't support Nancy Pelosi. Okay, so this was a special election to replace a Republican who was staunchly pro-life but got caught pressuring his mistress to have an abortion. And the Democrats let it become a referendum on Nancy Pelosi. How about this for an ad? Democrats support abortion. So do Republicans when they need one for their girlfriend. Nancy Pelosi was never a scary radical. And Democrats long ago made a horrible mistake in deciding that when the Republicans called her that, they would just duck their heads and go along. What Nancy Pelosi did was pass the stimulus that averted a depression, pass the very best version of a health care bill this country's ever had, pass Wall Street reform after the Great Recession, and the bill that saved the auto industry, pass the Fair Pay Act. These are things to brag about, not distance yourself from. Learn the lesson that's staring you in the face every day in the person of Donald Trump. Voters don't care about how smart you are. Just don't be a pussy. (laughs) Hillary Clinton got 26% of the vote in West Virginia. Trump did better with Hispanics after calling them rapists and killers. Trump once said to a crowd in Iowa, How stupid are the people of Iowa? And then won Iowa in a landslide. 
as the people cried, it's about time somebody leveled with us about how stupid we are. Their attitude is insult me, lie to me, just lead me. Hillary had the right plan for coal country. Get them off coal. Now we've got to move away from coal and all the other fossil fuels. But I don't want to move away from the people who did the best they could to produce the energy that we relied on. Everything about that answer was right. But she did what Democrats always do. The second there was the slightest backlash, she backpedaled. It was a misstatement because what I was saying is that Stop, stop! You already lost. It wasn't a misstatement, it was the truth. And <laughs> she should have said, you heard me, coal is dead and it's about goddamn time. It's dirty, it's killing the environment, and it's killing you. Instead of pretending it's a great thing that a West Virginia man can die in a hole looking for rocks, just like his daddy and his daddy before that. <laughs> How about we're the party that's going to get you out of the hole? What, what happened to selling the American dream of a better life for your kids? But Democrats are to political courage what Velveeta is to cheese. Republicans just added 80 billion to a defense budget that was already more than Russia's, China's, and the next five countries com combined, including Wakanda. <laughs> and the Democrats went right along when they should be saying this isn't defense spending, it's welfare for defense contractors and the reason we never have money for anything else. But just like the Democrats' position on coal, love it, had some for breakfast. And guns, I love the Second Amendment too. They're afraid to make the counter argument. Republicans, they're all claws and sharp teeth and fangs when they fight. The Democrats, their weapon of choice is adaptive coloration. I'm a leaf. Don't eat me. Vote for me, I'm the same pattern as the couch. <laughs> so how about Yeah, and I had to stop that. But that's my biggest point. Until Democrats and black people learn to fight. And black people, they don't have that same vehicle to fight with because they don't have that same platform. So unless we can grab the Democratic Party by the neck and drag them back over to the left, we're pissing in the wind. We can talk all we want, but we're shouting in the canyon. You cannot convince black people that they have to stand up to this white man. You will convince them to stand up to the white man when you convince them that they were wrong for accepting the Bible from their slave owners.
and they will never do that. I agree with my colleagues about the lack of the black community, the lack of participation, the lack of voting, the lack of our needs. But until we better this out, if political reality hasn't stepped in and kicked you in the face by now, it never will. You are simply dealing with a simplistic virus. I'll tell you like this. A nation can survive its fools and even if the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. For the traitor appears not as a traitor. He speaks in the accent familiar to his victims, and he appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rocks the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of a city. He infects the body politics so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to be feared. 2,000 years ago, Cicero, a Roman statesman, and that you can apply that today and you can take that to the bank. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Take it the way you want to take it. And don't let it go. The end of our democracy and the defeat of the American Revolution will occur when the government falls into the hands of lending institutions and moneyed corporations. Thomas Jefferson. Till next week, people. I will sign off. And don't forget to listen to India Declare Friday nights, 8 o'clock Central at TruthWorks Network. For the rest of you, have a good evening. I'm out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.